0: Welcome to Bygones, the Ali McBeal rewatch podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm
1: Eleanor Parker.
0: And we rewatch every episode of Ali McBeal through 2020 Eyes.
1: Yes, we do. 2020. 20, 20. <laughs> Did you say 2020 or 2022? I have lost track of time. We
0: rewatch <laughs> every episode of Ali McBeal through. What do we. What do we do? What do we do? do? I'm just- I I need to check my levels, my (laughs)
1: my sound levels. Like which eyes do I use again?
0: (laughs) We re-watch every episode of Annie McBeal through 2022 eyeballs. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) Well done. I'm just (laughs) stating facts now and not opinions. (laughs) In my opinion, we're still in 2020.
1: Yeah, so here we are. Oh my goodness. We have a new, I realised when I was editing our last episode that the Prime Minister had changed already because I was complaining about Liz Truss. Do you
0: know what? (laughs) I listened to it when it came out and I was like, oh my God, yeah, we're not even in the Liz Truss era anymore, that lasted for like blink and you'll miss it. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is the madness of the world today, like we can get a whole two lots of prime ministers in the time it takes us to like record an episode. Out and record and i know we're slower beast these, these
1: these days, <laughs> days but, but even that is ridiculous <laughs> it's madness we're not that slow we're now in the yeah. sunak era of um you know the apocalypse
0: <laughs> rishi
1: here we go oh dear yeah so that's where not... we are um the obstacle course that is <laughs> Great Britain. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just so hard.
0: Every time you think you're on a good track to the finish line, something else gets in the way. No. It's not richy It's like I don't know. Uh, to think what else is going wrong at the moment? Everything.
1: Everything. <laughs> Elon Musk has bought Twitter.
0: Bought Twitter. Yeah. She's yeah. like, guys, can we all just calm down and live nice lives? <laughs> I had a nice Halloween did you
1: watch anything good for Halloween
0: we watched I watched Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 oh yeah Um, and then I watched um Coco with Riley a couple of days after Halloween um because obviously that's more like Day of the Dead which is November 1st so we actually watched it on November 2nd because that's my day with him but um He did did enjoy that. He enjoyed the guitar, yes. Um, He just kept saying, Ta, Ta. (laughs) like, yes, that's right. And we did a lot of dancing to all the songs, so that was good. Oh, that's
1: lovely. Cool. Cool. Um,
0: And yeah, Riley had a great Halloween. We went to a party, um, which the Neighbourhood
1: Association had. Yeah, and it was costume. the first time.
0: Yeah, he was dressed up as a spider. It was the first time he'd ever been to a party, and like it was all he could talk about for the couple of days was party. Because the next day at nursery they had like an autumn party Aww. as well. So he was just like party, party, like like was like party tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Like every day could we have a party? It's like, no, not every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh just so sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah, he loved it. It was good. Uh, he had a really good Halloween. Yeah. Um he really liked the pumpkins that we carved into the shape of a spider for him and uh, for when he came home from nursery that day. He was very excited about that. So Oh. Yes. But now I'm just trying to teach him about Thanksgiving because obviously that's the next thing that's coming up. So Yes,
1: which we um, plan lots of to turkey chat Lots of turkey chat. <laughs>
0: And lots of explaining what thankful means to a <laughs> nearly two year old, which is quite difficult. It's
1: quite a difficult. <laughs> so concept.
0: far, well, it is quite hard for little people to grasp because, like, thankful, I've I've kind of boiled it down to it's things that you love. So I'm like, what do you love, Riley? Which he sort of understands, right? Um, like, you know, he'll he'll usually either say like mummy or like daddy or something, or he'll say whatever he happens to be holding at the time. <laughs> So it'll be like one day it'll be mummy the next day it'll be like ball <laughs> or book <laughs> you know which I mean I'm like yeah so you're thankful for that book well done <laughs> he's like
1: I guess <laughs> <laughs> it is good to be thankful for books well done Riley yeah you love that book
0: Um, so yeah it's just yeah oh, quite tricky but I think he's sweet. sort of understanding yeah <laughs> we're going to do some turkey based painting i think and either this week or next week so he'll enjoy that because we did it with spiders oh uh, yeah spi- we made a spider's web yeah. So i'm going to do a turkey version of that on some cardboard i think oh okay think like oh that would be nice yeah
1: uh, yeah yeah cool oh bless them <laughs> Same. Yeah, that's what
0: I, that's my life at the moment, that, that, just teaching that's a toddler about various
1: holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like that's one of the best things about, like, uh, having children is teaching them all the fun things about life. Like, Yeah, you know, it is cute, it that. is cute. That's nice.
0: Aww. Especially because he's very good at being like, oh, wow. Wow, when he's not seen anything before, so
1: yeah, it's very sweet. Oh, he's such a cutie patootie. Um, Yeah. Okay, so shall we go into what we're talking about today? The obstacle course. The obstacle course, yeah. So this is. Let me just get my.
0: Not the obstacle course that is Great Britain, but the obstacle course that is. (laughs) Cajun fish. (laughs)
1: so this is uh, episode 18 of season four mm-hmm. called the obstacle course and it first aired uh-huh. 16th of april 2001 we interrupt this program for eleanor's cultural stuff brought to you by the naughties the other decade more problematic than it looks number one. Let me just
0: double check. Are you just phoning MTV to
1: check? No, I just wanted to check if it. Yeah, so it's a new number one. So, uh, the US number one. I'll give you the artist. It's Janet yeah. Jackson. <sighs> 2001.
0: Together again?
1: No. That's again, too late. Again. I think. I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
0: Everywhere I go, every time I see, I know you
1: are... It's I'm just singing that, that song now, because it's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> this is not um, so good, I like this one. It, I, it must <sighs> be one of our bigger hits, Jackson. surely, I'm pretty sure. Janet
0: Jackson. It's not like Got Till It's Gone, because that was earlier. That was
1: earlier. Um, 2001.
0: I feel like it's on the... Whatever it, the thing was, it was on the soundtrack to The Nutty Professor.
1: Oh, it might have been. I can't remember though. It might have been. And I can't
0: remember what the song is. What is it? You, if you yeah, I think, you think that is on the soundtrack. So that's the one, because she was in Nutty Professor, wasn't
1: yeah.
0: she? Um, let me you. check. That is See, a good I song. I do the like Nutty that song. Nutty Professor
1: one was.
0: Oh, the girls in the party, look at that party, shaking that thing like you never did see. A nice package, all right. Guess I'm gonna have to party tonight. Oh, the girls in the party, look at that party, look at that thing like you never did see. What a was nice the one?
1: package, all right. Oh, I swear, what was the one for Nutty Professor? I thought it was like.
0: Oh, oh, the song was taken from the soundtrack. Oh, wait. No, wait. No. Hang on. <laughs> no, the prior year she released doesn't really matter. That was doesn't from the soundtrack really matter, to Nutty Professor. That
1: one?
0: That's <laughs> the one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah, no, this is all for you. It's all for you, not from the okay. soundtrack. Then is that no, no? Okay. It's the following year she
0: released this. I don't know. I think I was just. I think I knew it was kind of around now that she had the Nutty Professor yes. came out, and I was... couldn't remember which song it was. But yeah, no, the, I prefer this actually to. <laughs> doesn't really matter this um, is a good one
1: so and the I mean she Janet got, Jackson I just love Jackson. I was Jackson. gonna say I was literally about to say like there's so have many have you seen that ne- is
0: it Netflix documentary or some documentary no? that was on a channel um oh let me find what it's called it came out in January uh and it's really good it's like four episodes and I'm trying to remember what network is on sky it's in on sky documentaries that might be why you haven't seen it right um but it's just called janet jackson and it's a four part documentary where she i think it was like in 2017 or something like she asked she wanted to do like commission like a documentary of her tour or whatever but it ended they just ended up following her like over like five years or whatever and it's wow. all about like her background all the way through to like the Super Bowl controversy and like how Justice she overcame that and like <laughs> and it's just so good and it's just like makes you I mean I always knew that she was really prolific and had like an amazing career in her own right even though she was kind of obviously always compared to and in the shadow of her brother, brother yeah. but um she's just got such an interesting life story and like her um career and um output in terms of music is just so like some of the stuff she did was so groundbreaking for the time and inspired so many other people who we yes. now think yeah. of as amazing like legends and stuff like Beyonce Absolutely. and like Christina Aguilera yeah. and like they all looked back at her stuff from the 80s and like built on that so it's just like and she's like a, she's like a triple threat as well. Like she dances, she sings and she acts
1: all yeah. very well. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I, yeah. I think she's,
0: I think she's almost like forgotten about sometimes. And I was like, no, actually she's uh, like
1: amazing.
0: Yeah. You know, I think she was she's one really of
1: the um, uh, underappreciated. I think like, um, like you say, I think being in the shadow of uh, like someone as huge as Michael Jackson, like, if if he wasn't her brother, she probably mm. would have been, I don't know, maybe uh, more appreciated. I don't know. Like, or maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I just think like, I definitely feel like there's a lot of Janet Jackson I don't know because I only really know her stuff from the kind you, of late 90s onwards. No,
0: but I think you probably would know more than you think, you know, because there's a lot of songs that in the okay. documentary they came and I was like, of course that's her as well. Of course that's her as I like uh, I was like, "Oh my god, and that song and that song and that song." And, that song. and you like forget how much you how do much know. You, you know what I mean? and that
1: you know yeah. that it's just kind of seeped into your consciousness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I might be able yeah. to get that on Now TV, I wonder, because I've got that. I wonder if I can... Cause I don't know, because
0: Sky is usually quite cagey with their stuff, but it's <laughs> yeah, worth seeking out be. if you can get it.
1: What's it called? Um,
0: they just called... It's just called Janet Jackson Documentary. Yeah, documentary. It's on Sky Documentaries. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's. I really recommend it. It's a really, really good series. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um... So, and we've got a new UK number one. Uh, the artist is Emma Bunton. Baby Spice oh, God. Herself. Is this going to be like, what took you so long? long. What, what took, took you all, you all night? night? What took you forever um, to see? I, I wasn't a massive da, 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 fan of Emma's, like, da, da, da. solo
0: output I I thought it was a bit like all over the place I
1: really like this one I do like this song that she did I do think that is a good it's a bit like boring (laughs) I I think like a lot of her stuff was very like uh, leaning a bit too heavily into that baby spice shit
0: (laughs) yeah and it was just like I don't know like Like, and then she did that weird Yeah, everybody's a sexy baby. She just got there first. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I just was never. I out of all of the the girls like solo stuff, it was just always the bit
1: that was a bit like meh. Like I don't know. I say mediocre I'd say, pop. I'd say she's like because I think the best one was uh, I think I think Sporty Spice is the best solo artist from them. Uh, followed See, by I, Jerry. I know personality. people will laugh at this. I
0: think so I think no, I think Jerry Sporty Spice has the best voice. I think Jerry did the best yeah. like launch because she like came out with um look at me and everyone was like, Oh, she's like like she had the best yeah. branding, I suppose. Um I have a real soft spot for Victoria Beckham's garage era just because it's so like different. <laughs> how she is now and she like refuses to acknowledge it at all and I'm just like mate garage was a thing and you were right there next to Dane Bowers don't forget it it. (laughs) your fake nose ring (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how many covers of Vogue you do (laughs) and then you know and then I also actually really like Mel B's stuff because I always like to I, I love R and B, um. So I did really like her stuff. Um, when like she did that stuff with Missy Elliott, and yeah, it was just really cool. Yeah, so I um think but I yeah, I would agree with much
1: of her stuff. Like other than I think I want what you was her back. First
0: one? Your love is out of effect. I know it might sound whack, uh, but yeah. damn, I think I want you, want you back. Yeah. And she also did a cover of um, Word Up as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's. I just, um, I think she had potential to do some cool stuff, but I, th- yeah, I uh, M- Mel C definitely has the best like voice, singing yes. voice.
1: I, I really loved Mel C's like um, solo stuff. Like, I think she was my favorite out of all of them. Um, but uh, yeah, but Emma's on top this week, so
0: <laughs> not for me. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. And- so what else was going on? Literally, I've got, again, only one thing going on. Um, Oh, no. 13th of April, 2001, we have Bridget Jones's Diary released, the the film. Oh, my God, that makes me feel really old. I know. And I'm kind of surprised that it was released so early. I I always, when I think of Bridget Jones's Diary, I always think of it as like a Christmas film because it has so much snowy stuff in it. Um, no i don't i yeah i, I know think, what you mean
0: it starts with like her boxing day turkey dinner Yeah, exactly
1: i always think <laughs> of it as a christmas film because it ends it begins in snow and it ends in snow so yeah also, like uh yeah so i'm kind of surprised but yeah and also oh my god if you look back at that film uh, yeah i just, think i have it re- fairly like, recently fairly recently it really brings home how fucking warped the, like, beauty standards uh, I know. were. Because that film, think, I, I don't think it's Bridget, or rather, I don't think it's just Bridget that thinks she's fat. It's the film that thinks she's yeah. fat yeah. in that film. Yeah. And it is like, are but you But I think it was like the me? general
0: public consciousness. Yes. Absorb that message and we're like, oh, that's, that's fat. fat. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, and it's like so and it was so weird because we like half of the population were probably walking around looking exactly like that thinking or, oh, or I going I, on a diet to yeah.
1: like try and get down to that weight or like it's just but there was so much insane. stuff in like the
0: tabloids and heat magazine about how Renee had put a bes- what so a trooper much. for putting yeah. on all that weight well, yeah. to yeah. play you know how's she gonna lose it again oh she has oh but she's done the sequel how's she gonna put all? that weight back on yeah how's she gonna lose it this this was what she did to put it on and this is what she did to lose it these are how many calories she had like and it was just endless coverage of renee's like weight and fascination with it
1: i think there's like for hollywood actresses like their appearance and especially their weight have been, are are in general, like, monitored, but I feel like Renée Zellweger was, like, subjected to something, like, so much extra than most Hollywood actresses were subjected to, like, the scrutiny her body was Mm. under for years and years and years um, because of this role that she became sort of uh, iconic for playing. I mean, um, it's
0: amazing that she managed to weather that, as far as I know, fairly well. Um, because she kept going back to it. Do you know what I mean? She did yes. Bridget Jones's Baby, like however many years after the first one, um, yes. and you know, and she continued to just keep her head down, do other roles, yes. and just try not to let it get to her. Was my impression. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Whether that's true behind closed doors, whether that I don't know because I've not well, looked then, into it too she much, got, but.
1: Like, loads of scrutiny for in recent years for like um you know plastic I, I mean I don't know exactly what she had done but she clearly had some work yeah her face on her yeah. face and like and like it's just like will you leave this woman alone like Jesus Christ
0: I know <laughs> it's like Let too her much um,
1: yeah but yeah. I get
0: Botox. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, no, I know.
1: There we go, Bridget Jones's Diary sparking. Wow! So now we who all feel really old. how many eating disorders? <laughs> I mean,
0: this time period was a really like. Awful. I think there were a lot, a whole <laughs> generations of women who are still recovering from, from the damage that the it media. did to yeah, our general absolutely. psyche. I think we'd both include ourselves in yes,
1: as well. absolutely as <laughs> Absolutely, it's just mad, absolutely uh, I mean, mad. Just, and
0: do you know what? Actually, just as an another aside, it it makes me really sad because you know, like um there's the narrative now is in that kind of space is now being like, oh, heroin sheiks back, oh, like God, Kim Kardashian's yeah, no, seen... lost loads of weight, and like, and it's like, what is happening we're not going back to that no, like we're not going backwards that. yeah we've we've rejected that we've done for this. a reason
1: <laughs> let's not go why are we going back <laughs> yeah no it's not good there let's not go there no. again. let's um, leave the
0: bad place exactly oh, no yeah I know
1: but yeah
0: but anyway yes okay let's let's crack on to the obstacle <laughs> yes but <laughs> it's the mid noughties um <laughs> early to mid noughties so yes um So it's the middle of the night in Ali and Renee's apartment and Larry has come out of Ali's bedroom in a t-shirt and boxes to the fridge to, um, he opens the fridge and he gets out some Coke and takes a swing of Coke from the bottle and I nearly (laughs) threw in my objection here because I was like, sir, your teeth, it's the middle of the night, (laughs) not good for you. (laughs) You
1: don't need to go brush your teeth
0: now i know but um then jackson like joins him at the fridge shirtless with like beads of sweat and i got very hot under the collar i'm not afraid to admit it
1: and they saying, do their whole have you oiled yourself up just to get off yeah. bed go to the kitchen well the
0: implication is they've both finished having sex yeah, with the po- various
1: people this is a post-sex fridge meat. <laughs>
0: And they've met at the fridge to refresh themselves and they do their whole like Jackson, Larry bit. And then Jackson asks if he can get to the fridge because he's a little parched and Larry moves. So Jackson goes to grab some far more acceptable water. For the fridge. <laughs> then Larry starts doing like torso flexes to like take the piss out of Jackson's like naked abs rippling in the moonlight. And then he starts like aping Jackson's walk, like all pumped up and stuff. And then as he's doing all of this Ali's wandered out wondering where Larry's got to and Jackson's like oh he's just trying to look like me and Ali's like could you two please cut it out the um and then she stops mid-sentence because she sees Jackson take a swig of his water and starts seeing like a hallucination of Jackson like (laughs) caressing his torso as like water drips down it to the Herbal Essences like music soundtrack (laughs) And then there's like a record scratch as Larry notices that Ali stops speaking to like drool all over Jackson essentially. Um, and she's even started like biting the air. <laughs> she's just forgotten herself completely. <laughs> And Larry <laughs> looks over his glasses at her and is like, Ali, let's go, and pulls her back to the bedroom. But Ali still manages to like duck her head back around the door for a final stare before Larry <laughs> like yanks her safely back into the room. And I was like, lucky old Renee, eh? But then I rescinded that as we get later into the episode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
1: <laughs> but I thought it was a really funny like opening scene and did make me laugh.
0: Yeah. It's very, was very, very key. funny. Um, so then we have titles and then after titles, um, the next morning at the office, it's the weekly meeting and Richard wastes no time in actually giving Ali some actual work to actually do. Um, will wonders never (laughs) (laughs) cease. Um, it's, Basically, it's a case that starts trial today, and Ali is unimpressed that Richard is throwing this at her just because there's a big retainer um, on the client. And he explains that their client, Douglas McGrath, is a man who is being sued for fraud after meeting a woman through an online dating service. And he's like, Oh, Ali, you can just read the complaint on the way to the courthouse. um She's not happy about that. I just either. Love the way she's um. like, The
1: child starts again. Today, it's like again, yeah. again.
0: <laughs> I know, that. again, work now. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, um, Jackson has a case defending a man called Michael Pupnik, who is being sued. For emotional distress for allegedly ruining a wedding, and Jackson um, requests that, like a second chair backup on on the case, and Richard suggests John does it, but John says that he can't because he's in a lull, um, and he spent like most of the meeting like pulling his ears out like Dumbo so far, and I was like, yeah, you're really in a lull, John. And um, Richard's like, okay, is anyone here lull three lull free? Um, and Mark's busy on another case, so Richard asks Ling, who promptly deflects by saying well why don't you do it is it written somewhere that you don't work but before Richard can answer <laughs> Elaine comes in and announces to John that Cassandra Lewis or John's LA Wattle as Richard puts it is here to see him and John is visibly surprised but he hurries off to meet with her um so in his office, John enters to see Cassandra and he looks really happy, but he also looks really surprised to so like that she's here and Cassandra explains that she's come all the way to Boston just to see him and John's like, "Oh, that's great." and unconvincingly. <laughs> um so so Cassandra's like, "Oh, should I should I go?" and John's like, "No, no, no, no." and Cassandra says, "Look, under the heading of life is too short, 3,000 miles is only 3,000 miles." and John's like, "Oh, and you're here to uh and cassandra's like pursue you and john then gets all hot and bothered as cassandra clarifies like sort of at the very minimum i thought i'd get a nice a nice lunch um and john awkwardly is like oh okay then let's have lunch and then he gets up but realizes that it's still the morning and looks at his watch and then sits back down again as <laughs> sandra's like okay um so yeah, he's very taken aback and I think a bit just like flummoxed, like really yeah, put I in mean, a spot that he's not he used is, to being in.
1: He's flummoxed for like the entire episode. And it it I do find it weird <laughs> how how weirded out he is. Like Well, uh, I just think he's
0: not used to being pursued in any way. But it's like particularly okay. not by a really attractive woman.
1: But it's like okay get over it and let's have a nice
0: time. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> I know, I know. I think he almost can't believe his luck, but also isn't <laughs> necessarily in a place where he can, like, do anything about it,
1: right. emotionally
0: speaking, as we get yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, so... Larry's at the courthouse when he sees Ali um, sitting down on a bench and waiting outside the courtroom to go in and they realise pretty quickly that they're both arguing opposite sides of the same case and Larry's like why didn't you tell me and Ali's like I just got it why didn't you tell me and Larry's like I just got it day before yesterday and Ali's like ah oh, so he switched counsels to us because he knew that we were up against you and Larry's like, well, why would he do that? I'd beat you. And Ali, like, narrows her eyes at him and says, you've never really beaten me. And Larry's like, hello, I have. And Ali's like, whatever, you're not going to win this one because you can't sue someone for not disclosing your appearance. Did you read the complaint? And Larry's like, wager. And Ali's like, name it. And they agree that the loser gives the winner a two-hour foot rub. Um, and then Ali's like, well, you better go buy the oil, big boy, because you cannot sue <laughs> someone for fraud because you don't like how he looks. <laughs> And at that, the elevator opens, people get off and Ali turns to meet her client and is taken aback, um, but is trying to kind of cover it when she sees that he's a man with dwarfism. So I guess she's thinking winning that bet might be harder
1: now. Um, I was just like, I was so like when it was revealed that it was like Ali versus Larry in this case, I was like, "Oh yeah, cool. Uh, Ali versus Larry. It's gonna be fun." And then, like, all good feeling was like immediately zapped because I know. someone physically atypical has entered the chat. So therefore, this show will have no, no, uh, no, no option but to be a raging asshole to this I know. person. And it was just like, "I can't. Don't. Oh God." <laughs> just, again why why must
0: we why must we ridicule yet another marginalized group why (laughs) why is this happening (laughs)
1: it's
0: uh upsetting yeah so (laughs) back at cajun fish um jackson's in the conference room taking a deposition from a woman called sylvie who is the person suing his client michael pupnick for, I just like saying Michael Pupnick. <laughs> it's a fun name <laughs> for emotional distress. So basically, she says he was invited to her wedding as a friend, as a close friend. So she was horrified, horrified, <laughs> horrified when it happened. And Jackson's like, sorry, you, you were horrified? And her lawyer, who I'm so pleased to say is John Michael Higgins, back again, says, I'm not comfortable with the commentary. And Jackson's like, why were you horrified? And she says... Because he objected, he raised his hand and said, Stop! I was horrified! And Jackson's like, Yes. But the minister asked if anyone has any objections. And Sylvie is, Sylvie's like, Yeah, that's just ceremony talk. He didn't mean it. They say that at every wedding ceremony. Doesn't mean that anyone objects, except for him. And Ling starts looking at her watch, bored, as Jackson goes, And you were horrified? And John Mike Wiggins goes, Not comfortable Ling <laughs> <And> <laughs> Thing is, Thing isn't even pretending to be interested and gets out like a mirror to redo her lipstick and Jackson continues and is like but you did go through with the ceremony and Sylvie's like But it was ruined. A wedding ceremony has to be perfect. We hire people to make it perfect. We spend thousands of dollars on dresses and flowers and churches to make the damn thing unforgettable. We pay a photographer to be in our faces, clicking pictures the whole time to capture all that perfection. So when an ex-boyfriend leaps up on the middle of the ceremony and yells stop, things cease to be perfect. The rest of the vows were exchanged over a murmur, a whispering murmur. 350 guests. Mumbling with delight that it wasn't perfect, it went off with a hitch, and I am damaged. Look at me. <laughs> and when Sylvie's finished, Michael, who's been sat quietly the whole time, just gives her a smile, and she just goes, oh, "Disgusted."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that woman was, like the actress, but she was really good. She's great. She was really funny. She's so funny. Yeah.
0: Um. Over in John's office, John is having a minor freak out to Richard about Cassandra coming all the way across the country to see him. Um, And he's like, she's pursuing me. And Richard's like, well, I thought you liked this woman. And John says, I do. And Richard's like, so why are you so upset? And John says, because I am. And then he's all fretful. And Richard's like, well, now that you've clarified it, (laughs) just as Cassandra appears in the doorway and says, John, which startles both of them and John screams, which I thought was really funny. Um, And then she's like, and then she's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have come. And Richard pushes John to one side and is like, hi, I'll have lunch with you as John, mortified, tells Richard to get out. And then Richard objects saying, why? You'll tell me everything anyway. But John just goes out. So Richard leaves. And of course he... Squeezes in a wattle graze and sniff before doing so as John groans.
1: Women, Richard.
0: (laughs) I know. So once Richard's gone, Cassandra says, look, I took a silly chance. I'm sorry. You don't have to explain. And John's like, yes, I do. I am drawn to you. And as they go to sit on his sofa, he shares that the problem is it's because he just broke up with someone a month ago and he proposed marriage to her. And even if he were capable of just bouncing back into the saddle, it wouldn't be fair to her. And Cassandra's like, well, do you plan to get back with her and john says i don't think so but that's not really the point a relationship if it's a good one and this one was there should be a mourning period and i guess you didn't fly across the country just for a sexual frolic and then he's like <laughs> and then he goes did you <laughs> i just like no <laughs> and john said like um, do you understand what I'm saying? And Cassandra's like, I'm not sure. If you're saying that you're not in a place where you can get involved right now, then I completely understand. But if you're telling me that you're not allowing yourself to be in that place, then I'll go back to the original heading of my trip. Life is short, John. You have no idea. And then she goes to leave and John's like, wait, I said I'd have lunch. <coughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I think John's yeah. like got this internal battle between what he should be doing yeah, in like, put, like these, some like, kind of like moral obligation.
1: Yeah, he's put these like, arbitrary like rule on himself. Like, is what it feels yeah. like. Like he's gone. Oh, but it would be disrespectful to the memory of my previous relationship. He's like
0: ignoring his actual feelings, as I say. Yeah, as you say. In in uh, he's like overriding what he's actually feeling yeah. with what is you know, what he seems to think is, is you know, what you should do in that scenario. And yeah. the problem is with love is you can't, there's no shoulds or coulds about it. It just happens when it happens. And mm. sometimes it's like, quote unquote, inappropriately quickly yeah, after exactly. the ending like, of one relationship. But that doesn't mean that the uh, that other relationship was any less valid or important. No, it's just, that's how no, your feelings are. You know, that's how that they've moved. That's when you've just, met that person.
1: It's just how it unfolded, like, and there's no, cause you know, like, I, I, I just, yeah, they, it's like, what are you, like, a Victorian gentleman, like, it wouldn't be respectable to yeah. move on now, like, what I've are you got to wear about? black for
0: a year, yeah, and then I might like, consider looking at another woman.
1: It's just like they'd be. So but I will ridiculous. never show my ankles <laughs> <laughs> for shame. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's very dear. odd.
0: Yeah, um, I'm with Cassandra. Like, life's too short for that shit. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah.
1: So when she said that, when she was like, trust me, life's too short, I was like, oh my God, Cassandra, are you dying?
0: Like, yeah, I was like, that? what do you mean? Yeah, it was an really odd line to, like, throw in. Oh, dear. Um, unless that's a reference to, like, the divorce that oh, she had been yeah. through. You know what I mean? That's sort of yes. how they originally met. But, yeah. Okay, so we're back in the courthouse uh Ally and larry's case and i just want to before we get into this scene um there's because um douglas mcgrath has um dwarfism um and it's 2001 even though that's not an excuse there are a lot of problematic terms being thrown around here yes. um in relation to this storyline that we don't feel comfortable
1: Parroting back to you guys. Um, no. So
0: we're and just actually, not going to use.
1: That was going to be my. <coughs> for this episode. Um, because they do use the M word. Quite a lot. Liberally. Um, throughout the episode. <laughs> um, gay
0: abandon. Yeah. Uh, well, and and the yeah.
1: word is. Is incredibly offensive. And derogatory. And so we won't be using it but that is my I'll just say
0: m-word when it comes up in the dialogue (laughs) yes Um, but yeah it's um yeah that's that's just so that everybody's aware that's what they've done and that's how we're gonna handle it (laughs) yeah
1: and uh it's pretty terrible um but I I it's just one of those typical yeah it's 2001 and no one thought any deeper hang on a minute (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> maybe we
0: shouldn't uh, use these terms. Yeah, even just, you know what I mean? yeah. a
1: terrible way to speak about people. Um, like, uh, yeah, that wasn't much of a consideration in two thousand and one, so uh, that's why it's pretty painful to watch in twenty twenty two. So, yeah, but that's that's my objection, and yeah, that's how we're gonna handle it. Good objection. It. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we're in the courthouse, um, and Larry's client is on the stand. Her name is Rebecca, and she is played by Eleanor. I don't know if you noticed this, but she's an actress from the Cusack family, sister of Joan and John and Cusack. Yeah, no, stage.
1: I definitely recognised her. (laughs) And I was like, "Yes." I kept thinking, like, who did I keep thinking she was? And then I was like, no, it's not her. (laughs) I think I kept thinking she was... um, Oh, uh, that woman from, she's in, uh, True Blood, she's in Pitch Perfect, um, the, uh, isn't she the lead, um, uh, Bella, what are they called, the Bellas? The something, the,
0: the... Yeah, yeah, Bellas, Barton Bellas. Barton.
1: Yeah. What's her what's that woman's name? Is that
0: Anna Britney Snow.
1: No, it's not it's not Britney Snow. <laughs> Anna Camp. Anna Camp is oh, who I kept in the show. No, she, she would have been
0: way too young in two thousand and one. Yeah, no, I, I was just <laughs>
1: I looked her up and was like, oh no. It won't be her. Absolutely not. <laughs> Although I do
0: see what you mean. She's kind of got a similar face. But Look, yeah, no, it's definitely... Yeah. When you know she's a member of the Cusack family, you're like, oh, yeah, uh, of yeah, course. She that. sounds exactly like... And yeah. looks exactly like Jonah John. Like, you. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So basically, Rebecca... Um, Larry started questioning her. She says one of the reasons that she started using an online dating service was because the men she was meeting were only interested in appearance and she didn't want that that wasn't important to her that's why they never exchanged pictures or talked about how they looked it was irrelevant and she says that she had no idea that he was a little person and that kind of physicality she believes is so material he should have disclosed it And Larry asks how long they've been emailing. And she says um, six months. And um, she says that they never knew what each other looked like, which was one of the things that she fell in love with about him, that he didn't care what she looked like. And she says that she's sorry that she knows it's not politically correct, but she can't see herself with a dwarf. And Larry's like, right, so things didn't work out, but why sue him? And she says, well, as time uh, went on, she got angry. She fell in love with this man, quit her job, and left Illinois, and he materially misrepresented himself. And as a result, she suffered emotionally and financially. And she says that she's been advised to just drop it and be big about it, which is an unfortunate choice of words. Um, but she says that she just can't. He knowingly committed a fraud and he shouldn't escape responsibility just because he's little. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Anne Cusack. I know. We
1: will have a lot Um, to talk about in retrial. Yeah. Anne,
0: quote, Karen Cusack. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, cut to... Ali, I shouldn't put this on Anne. She's just playing a character, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember the character's name. Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Ali, then cross-examining. And Ali's like, so you emailed each other for six months every day. You talked about the books you love, the movies, all of the things that you had in common. Um, did he ever mislead you about any of these things? And Rebecca says, no. And Ali's like, and he made you laugh. You found him sweet, sensitive. Rebecca's like I loved everything about him but I assumed he was of normal height and Ali's like well did you ever ask him how tall he was and Rebecca's like no and he never volunteered it and I was like yeah but again you did make it very clear that looks were not important and Rebecca says well yeah I did but he's disabled <laughs> but it turns and I was out, like
1: I, I, I do get <laughs>
0: Ali she says he's disabled and Ali just gives her a really stern look thank God and says you think that he's disabled and Rebecca's like oh and gets all flustered and he's like, well, <laughs> technically I know he's not but he's three feet tall for God's sakes he must have foreseen you know what we looked forward to the most upon meeting a simple walk in the park more than anything else more than sex he described the Boston Common and how on a spring day we would walk through the park hand in hand, two anonymous people in love. And Ali's like, and you can't do that? And Rebecca's like, well, it just changes things a little when you're gawked at. And Ali's like, right. So after you met him in person, did you ever go out with him at all? Just in case there was the possibility that you could maybe get by this obstacle. And Rebecca's like, no, I could never. And poor Douglas is just sat at the table while Ali's questioning Rebecca, just looking more and more sad and humiliated. Ooh, I and I just really was like, what the fuck did this woman think she was getting into when I she know. signed up to like not disclose appearances? Like, either it's not important to I mean we're getting into it's, Yeah, we retrial. are, are sneak but... peek of like what we're gonna be talking about on Patreon. So please do subscribe if you're interested. But
1: it's just I just
0: yeah. I, I've had it.
1: I don't have a lot of sympathy with this woman at all. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. So, in a side room um, during a break in proceedings, Ali tells Douglas that Rebecca's side is willing to drop the case for ten thousand um, dollars to to that settlements to cover her like relocation and like lost wages for quitting her job and moving to Boston. And Ali is advising him to accept it because she thinks a judgment could potentially go against them and come back for a lot more. And Douglas is like, absolutely not. I'm being sued for being a little person. And Ali like stops um, groaning at him for refusing to settle. And it's like, no, you're being sued for misleading her. And he's like, yeah, over the assumption that no one could ever possibly really love me. And Ali's like, look, we should just look at the merits of the case and not be blinded by hurt feelings. And Douglas is like, my my father got shot out of cannons for a living. And he'd always tell me that no normal sized woman will ever love me. They're, we're freaks. But he says that he refused to buy into that. So whatever happens when this case is over, he's going to walk out of that courtroom with his head held high. And I was like, Good on you, because you've got everything yeah. stacked against you on this show, Douglas. I
1: know, absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, bless him!
1: But I um, did like so, that, that speech they like wrote for him. I think that was that yes. was yeah, good,
0: definitely. Um. So back at Cajun Fish, Sylvie's lawyer, the wonderful John Michael Higgins, is now (laughs) grilling Michael, Michael Pupnik. So Michael says um, it was nothing that he planned. He went to the church, even happy for Sylvie, and to celebrate her wedding. And John Michael Higgins is like, yes, well, I'm not clear as to why you leaped up in protestation sabotaging in perpetuity the memory of the ceremony causing my client immeasurable distress and Jackson's like this is a deposition there's no jury so you needn't bother with the inflammatory remarks designed for them and John Michael Higgins is like There is a hint of scoff in that remark. I'm going to go ahead and object for the record. And he like nods at the stenographer, who's like affirmative and like notes that down. And Ling has finally got bored enough to start doing some work. So she takes over being like, we're going to be here all day. Why did you yell stop? And Michael's like, like I said, I never planned to. But when the minister says, does anyone know a reason? I knew a reason. And Ling's like, which was? And Michael says, I loved her and she loved me. And then Ling shouts, so why'd you break up? And John Michael Higgins is like, I'm not comfortable with you asking my questions. (laughs) And Ling narrows her eyes at him with a growl sound effect. And Michael goes, we love each other, Sylvie. And Sylvie corrects, I used to love you, Michael. Now I love Warren. And Michael's like, oh, please. He drives a nice car and he's rich. What else do you love about him? And Sylvie's like, a lot. A lot. And John Michael Higgins is like, discomfort, I'm going to object. As Ling jumps in again and says, do you really think her wedding ceremony was the time to raise this? And Michael's like, well, it said speak now or forever hold your peace. And Sylvie says, but it was my (laughs) wedding and you ruined. And Michael's like, I should have stayed quiet out of ceremony, out of courtesy. Just give up on the love of my life because it's the polite thing to do. They say if a person is lucky, lucky He'll come across one person in a lifetime that he can love and live compatibly with. My person is you, Sylvie. I wasn't going to let you slip away under some notion that another love would come along. It doesn't work that way. And Ling and Jackson both look pensive.
1: I know. With a capital P. I'm just like, I'm sorry, but those vows were drawn up like centuries ago, back when the concept of divorce was not socially acceptable. So actually, yeah. yes. Sit down and shut up and eat the damn canapés at the wedding if you care about that woman that much. Like, have I, a conversation I, later. <laughs> but yeah, later or before. Like, I'm just like she's paid for this huge fucking wedding, and I you're know. just gonna now's not the time. Now? Like. You fucking asshole. Like, it is so I know. incredibly selfish. I just. It is. Oh, anyway.
0: I know. I know. You can tell he's never organised a wedding. Exactly. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so. It's lunchtime. Only lunchtime. (laughs) And Cassandra, Cassandra, longest day ever. And Cassandra and John are at a restaurant on their date and she's explaining what happened um, and why she's come and she just kind of found herself thinking about him more and more so she said to herself, go visit him. And John's Again, still <laughs> flabbergasted, but also kind of weirdly I... charmed at the same time. It's a weird, like, mix of emotions he's got going on. Um, it, really he's like charmed at the spontaneity. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's like, and you didn't want to call first? And Cassandra just goes, Well, you might have said don't. I didn't want to decrease the odds of seeing your face. And John's clearly, like, flattered. And Cassandra leans in and is like, When you got in that car and drove off, All I kept thinking to myself is, what if? That's a punishing question to leave hanging, John. And John's like, yes. And did you truly try to answer it? What if we tried to go out? You live 3,000 miles away. Did you ask yourself about that? And Cassandra's like, well, I can only ask you about it because for me, it's not really an obstacle. John looks flummoxed and is like, no, love is far more pragmatic than it's cracked up to be. And Cassandra's like, are you trying to convince me of that or yourself? And I as much as I'm baffled by John's like you John's like how he's baffled. like <laughs> reacting to all of this but I um I actually really like the way Cassandra's playing this because this could have easily come across as her being like desperate, like flying across states to like see a man that she's only met like once. And she's like, oh, you know, one man shows you a bit of affection at a pool one time and you like are obsessed. And I'm glad that that's not how they've done it because she just comes across as like, I've just taken a chance. Like, why not? Life's too short. If you don't want to, that's fine. I'll just go back home. No hard feelings. It's easy. Like, why not? Like, yes. just why not? Strong, confident woman, just wanting to take what's, what, you know, what opportunities come up.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, no, no biggie. I
0: and, I, and I just really, really enjoy her in this Yes, I agree. Dialogue, I do you know what she's I mean? a
1: really enjoy like, I think she was an enjoyable presence in that episode. Yes. where they she went away. She was the away. best thing about that yeah, California yeah, episode. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. <laughs> like, um, and I think uh, she just seems very that's the thing like rather than coming across as desperate or like a weird obsessive stalker woman she comes yeah, across. yeah which as I feel like the show could have easily, easily painted her into, into. that yeah exactly trope. yeah Instead, she just comes across as like very self-assured and very yeah kind of just just like, like knows her own mind yeah and it's just like I'm I'm here because I like you and enjoyed your company um, and I wanted to see if there was anything more to it than that. Uh, if if not, like fine. At least I know I I gave it a shot. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, like no pressure
0: at all. Exactly. But, you know, it's fine. Like,
1: um, and the fact which that, I enjoy,
0: I really like that.
1: And the fact that John is just so like, infinitely baffled by, it. it's just, like, like he's got like so no end weird. to his levels of bafflement. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just like. <sighs> Okay, I get being initially, like, shocked and and surprised and confused. But then, like, once she's explained it, like, I I don't understand why you're, like, still like, I am... confounded <laughs> like... well it's like
0: john's got like a backpack of emotions that he carries around and for some reason today he seems to have like a mary poppins pocket of like They're unlimited endless. bafflement keeps coming out and it's like oh have we got to the bottom of the pocket yet oh no that no
1: more, more bafflement no it's still coming <laughs> let me just peer in here oh no there's more (laughs) (laughs) oh and a lamp so funny completely funny yeah so
0: (laughs) back in court and it's douglas's turn on the stand as ali uh, questions him and he says that he knew that his short stature could be a problem but he chose not to tell her because she did claim that appearance wasn't important. And he knows that he chose to allow them to get to know each other before she found out. They emailed, they wrote letters, and then as the date came that they would meet in person, he had actually planned to tell her, but he didn't because he was afraid that she wouldn't come. And he was hoping that if she just spent some time with him, then the shock would wear off and all the things that she um, fell in love with him um, you know, that made her fall in love with him to begin with would count the most. So he let her come not knowing. Um, and then Larry crosses and addresses him as Douglas. Um, and it's like, can I call you Douglas? And Ali's like, objection. Um, that's a little informal and he shouldn't be treated with any less respect just because he's small. (laughs) And (laughs) And both Larry and Judge Walsh like raise their eyebrows and Ali insists like, well, he shouldn't. And Larry's like, okay, Mr. McGrath. Um, You didn't just let her come. You let her quit her job. You let her relocate and move here from over a thousand miles away, knowing or at least suspecting that she wouldn't come if she knew the truth. And Ali objects again for Larry assuming facts not in evidence. And then she goes, argumentative and leading. Um, so she's, that's like three reasons why it's objectionable. And Larry's like, whoa, can you just pick one? And Judge Walsh is like, overruled, overruled, overruled <laughs> to all of them. Sit down, Ms. McBeal. Um, And then Larry says to Douglas, you didn't tell her your height because you knew she wouldn't move here. And when you emailed for six months intimate discussions. You shared your dreams, your fears, even some of your medical history, but you left out that you were three feet tall. And Mr. McGrath, wasn't one of the reasons that you left out this little nugget? That you were afraid she wouldn't fall in love with you had she known your true size? Um, And Douglas says, yes. And Ali just sort of sighs wearily because Larry's like really gone at him in that speech. Um, And that evening at Ali and Renee's apartment, Ali's then having a go at Larry as they eat Chinese food for beating up Douglas in in court and being a bully. She says he's being a bully because he picked on someone smaller than him. And Larry's like, stop getting angry. And Ali's like, I'm not angry and moves to the other kitchen counter. And Larry's like, is that why you're moving clean dishes into the dishwasher? And Ali's like, that's because I'm bored. I'll let you know what really upsets me if you would really like to know. I can't believe that you can believe in the merits of your client's actions. What kind of a woman locates love on physical appearance? (laughs) And she asks... And I was like, Ali, this I know. is exactly what you do. I know. <laughs> and then she asks Larry to think about what if she were an M-word, to which Larry then corrects her and says, little person. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, well, if, if I was three feet tall, would you still love me? And Larry's like, so you're telling me if you'd walked into tracy's therapy office months ago and there i stood three feet tall that we'd still be standing here and ali's like well and larry jumps in going liar you'd never fall for an m-word and ali's like a little person and then says first of all larry i'm not big on looks and i was like (laughs) excuse me what?" cloud of utter delusion I is know. Ali on to make her just big fat lie to I, Larry's face like what is this like, absolute bullshit
1: <laughs> absolute bullshit Ali absolute bullshit talking out she's your
0: believe ass it when she said that with a straight face um but Larry's got her number he's like all right so does everyone mark off on his or her calendar 903 days till my first facelift and Ali's like hmm that's nice I share with you one little personal insecurity (laughs) and Larry's like oh about your parents and Ali turns away from him and says stop changing the subject and Larry's like what subject and drops to his knees behind her back so as she wheels round to yell m-word He's three foot tall on his knees. And then go, she goes, that is not funny. You wouldn't love me if I were one, would you? I never realised how shallow and superficial you are. And I am not going to sleep with you tonight, Larry. And Larry's like, wait. <laughs> but Ali storms off to her room and slams the door. But then she storms back out almost immediately saying, so I suppose when I'm old and grey and wrinkled one day, you'll no longer love me. And Larry's still on his knees in the kitchen. It's like, no, I'll, I'll still love you. You'll still be tall. And Allie turns slowly and walks back to her room and slams the door again.
1: I'm just like, Ali, you're so full of shit and so like self-righteous. She really has no right a very, be. she has such a
0: high opinion of herself that is based on Complete fiction. I know. <laughs> it is so like, it, like yeah, you but say I'm a magical unicorn who doesn't care about looks. Unless we're talking about my pun, <laughs> in which case they have to be very conventionally attractive. But I really don't care about looks for anyone else. Like, it's fine.
1: It's oh my so God. light. It is so. Or it's
0: like, I really don't care about looks. I happen to have a boyfriend right now. Who, who is very is conventionally, conventionally attractive. <laughs> that's but, you know, that's got nothing to do with it. Like, if I didn't have him, I
1: wouldn't care about looks. I'm sure yeah. of it. Like... <laughs> sure. But I'm sure I've had ugly boyfriends before. Bear with me. I'm just going to think back. <laughs> Look, the fact that they are all models is really. One like...
0: time, I dated a guy who kept putting salad on his face, salad dressing on his face. I mean, I went on a date with that guy. One date. I don't care about looks. I I still went on a date with him.
1: <laughs> it's so yeah, it's she's so um... completely like, like yeah, lying to yourself, Ali. Like so... yeah. You're lying to me and you're lying
0: to yourself. Um, So, yeah. So, the next day, Ali arrives at the office with Douglas and she's saying that they just have closing arguments and then they're done unless he wants to settle. And Douglas confirms again that he doesn't. Um, And Ling walks past um, as they're heading to her office and actively points out Douglas to Nell saying, Look, Nell, it's an M word. And this is my ob- objection. I was like, why must they always do this? Like, I agree with your general objection about this, but this specific scene, Ali and Larry in the last scene, obviously were using the M word mm-hmm. liberally. Um, and I was, I didn't like that, obviously. No. But but i was almost prepared to give it like a begrudging like pass because at least they were Correcting there was the themselves. show was showing them trying to correct themselves yeah but this is just out and out it is bigotry pure
1: mean for Mean last moment it is so, yeah. is such a like uh, it, it's such an unpleasant side of a character that in general i really like and it just yeah. it, it it's yeah it's so awful um and to know it's that horrible. this happens in real life like it, it fucking does oh 100 people will I know. Out their phones and film and joke and laugh and point at, at, at people with with dwarfism just look on the different. not
0: not and just people with dwarfism but anyone that looks
1: different yeah. and, and people it, do it it's just like it, it's just like who the fuck raised you like who the fuck made you think that was in any way acceptable to do to other people. I know. It just, it's horrifying.
0: And this this show <laughs> being like... Isn't it funny when people do that? Like, we shouldn't be doing it, but it's kind of funny when it it's is done, is isn't what, it?
1: It's always kind of portrayed a little bit of... It's a smacking... It's, it's a smacking? Of smacking. <laughs> it smacks off. <all. laughs> it's a smackerel of... <gasps> a soup song <laughs> the smacking off <laughs> it smacks <laughs> up, like that mentality of like oh She's just saying what everyone's thinking. Thinking. Like, and that's, oh, how it, edgy. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. She's just got the balls to say what everyone's secretly thinking. Like, and that's why you don't like it. And it's just like, no, it's just horrendous. It's just a terrible way to treat other human beings. And I oh, know. You, you detriment their lives so much. Like, by doing things like that. But
0: I also didn't like this scene because we'll see as it g- finishes, like the reaction to it from Ali, is that it sets Ali up to have this really self-righteous moment when she was, yeah, was equally like, guilty yes, the day before. Like, like, like just because she was doing it behind closed doors and yes, not in front of him doesn't make that, it any better, that was you know? My,
1: that's my note as well. I was like, great scathing comment, Ali, but you're such a fucking hypocrite. Like... I know, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh,
0: that's, I also didn't like that side of it as well. So yeah, so let let me explain what that was. So yeah, um, Ling makes this horrible derogatory comment from across the office, like points him out to everybody, um, particularly Nell. And Douglas just like shakes his head and like tries to ignore her and keeps going to Ali's office whilst Ali wheels around and sternly looks at them and chastises them, like gives them a dressing down going, my grandfather once told me, that you could measure the dignity in a person by how able they are to see the dignity in others. And then she follows Douglas into her office. And I was like, this is far too grand a speech for someone yeah. who was doing what you were doing who with Larry doing last night. Like, same no. The
1: exact same thing.
0: <laughs> like, like, who do you think you are? Like, Gandalf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Just like,
0: you shall not pass she's like this really like wise wizened old man speech it's like (laughs) no you're not there yet sorry um Yeah, she says that. And then Ling is just like, I don't get it. And Ali just goes, hmm, and follows Douglas as Ling is like, was it a riddle? (laughs) And then Nell (laughs) then changes the subject and then admits to Ling that she's having an online relationship with a guy and she has no idea what he looks like. And Ling is aghast. um, And it's like, Nell, are you crazy? You know that looks are everything. I don't need to tell you that. And Nell's like, I know. And then she says, but she doesn't like sex. So it kind of works out perfectly. And Ling is like, are you going to meet him? And Nell's like, oh, I don't know. But then, before we can go any further, Jackson interrupts to tell Ling that he's going to try and settle their case. And Ling's like, oh, okay, is everything okay? And Jackson's like, not really. And Ling's like, oh, uh, well, there's an M word in Ali's office. And I was like, Ling. And I
1: really Jackson. Hate, I to really his, fucking hate it because there are so many times... And she's genuinely a lovely person. And it's just like, why with do such you compassion have, why for humanity have in so many. And compassion yeah. for one, like literally, it's just old people and children. And it's like, but you That's don't it. have it for anyone else. Like, no one else <laughs> gets this. And it, it, it's just, it's so, um, it's such an ugly side of her. I really, really hate it. I
0: know um and to jackson's credit jackson just looks really confused as to why she'd say that <laughs> i guess as a black man you'd be like well that could just as easily be someone being like there's an n-word in the office yeah. Do you know what i mean like so he's just a bit like hang on a minute what yeah um but then he's like can i can i steal you for a second um and Jackson follows Ling into her office. And unfortunately, he didn't, doesn't steal her away to tell her off about her choice of, of uh, <laughs> attitude and language. But he says, um, he doesn't mean to be inappropriate. But, and Ling's like, oh, is this going to be a deep thought? Because I don't respond to them.
1: <laughs>
0: that's, that's Jackson's cue to drop the bombshell that he is in love with her. And he says that he, he broke off his engagement because of her. And he came to work at Cajun Fish in part because of her. And he's tried to stay respectful of the fact that she doesn't want to go there. But their client today, um, it hit him that it's her and that he can't not be um, without that. And and Ling is like, well, Ling then says what we're all thinking, which is what about Renee? Yeah. Um, but that kind of, kind of gets swept under the rug quickly because Jackson's like well if that's the obstacle I can deal with that and I was like uh rude (laughs) but then Ling is like no and then Jackson's like Ling why did you sleep with me that night because it is so not your personality you were passionate and reckless and Ling's like well what I felt for you that night I don't feel now and Jackson's like I don't believe you and he's like staring at her really intensely but before he can like lean in to kiss her Ling's like I don't have time for this, and, like, leaves. And I can't really read Ling here at all. Like, at this point, I'm like, I can't tell if she's, like, telling the truth or whether she's just, like, denying herself I think she's
1: incredibly emotionally stunted. That's why she keeps going back to Richard. And I think that this is her defence mechanism. Is anyone, someone comes to her with real earnest emotion she immediately just shuts down and is like pushes it away like that's her that's her defense mechanism that's how she stops um herself from getting hurt so I think it's all just a front it's all like oh I don't respond to depth oh I don't feel that way about you like uh, it's all Yeah, I think that makes sense, mechanism. but she's
0: very, you don't, it's very difficult to read that from her in this scene, I find. Like, to me, it comes across as that, like, she genuinely isn't interested.
1: I think she's a very good bluffer. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But I'm sorry, um, me? like, what, <laughs> you, you broke up your engagement, purposely <laughs> found the office she worked in and got a job there. And still pursued a relationship with Renee, like I'm Someone just else. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> well, he, I he's
0: very good at spin, right, isn't he? Because you yes. notice he says, I um uh I so his spin for just fucking someone else while he waits for the ling is um. I was being respectful to you. Yeah. By dating yeah, someone else. By <laughs> dating someone
1: else. Like I just. Oh my god, Jackson. Like Jackson, you are a slippery, slippery man. Uh, yeah. And I'm not talking about the oil last night. <laughs> We're not talking about how you oiled your chest to go to the fridge. Like. Well. We saw
0: hints of it in the whole prenup case in the last episode, the way he was like so smooth and almost managing mm, to slip that under mm, the radar at the yeah. beginning of that whole saga. And then it wasn't until Ali and Larry were like, hang on a minute, no. <laughs> Wait a second. She deserved some representation. Yeah. And, and like here again, he's just sitting there like, no, I was being respectful. And then she's like, well, hang on a minute. You're with Renee, aren't you? You're like fucking someone else right now. You can't really like me that much. You know yeah. What I mean? And like, he's like, Oh no, I can get rid of that.
1: Like he's just so uh, yeah,
0: wiggly, yeah. you know?
1: No. Bad vibes.
0: <laughs> too smooth for his own good, Jackson. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh meanwhile, uh, John is John's in his bathroom hole with uh, Richard <laughs> debriefing about his date with Cassandra, saying that he is he's like just confounded about how women find him so irresistible lately. And he's asked Richard, "What is it?" Um, and Richard's like well it's because you've got money and and women love power she saw you in action add to that you're sensitive Uh, you're a rich powerful man with feelings how many guys do you know like that besides me (laughs) (laughs) and then he asks if uh, she's left yet and John's like oh no she's here another day and then John lists off all of the reasons that it doesn't make sense the age difference the (laughs) geographical and what? I know, I know. I, I had I know. to rewind, I had to
1: rewind the DVD. So I was like, I'm sorry, what? What did you just say? He's like, the age, like fucking age
0: difference. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Eleanor, <laughs> she's a haggard old crone and John is in the prime of line. <laughs>
1: I was like, there's no I was just like, you are the same age. I'm going to look blatantly. it up. Hang on.
0: let me. I'm going to look up the actors because I know <laughs> that characters can be... I know, I know they're trying it's to claim like, that Richard and John are a similar age like to Ali, but no. 45 and
1: he's 32 or something.
0: Is that what they're trying to tell us? Because I us. think so. <laughs> Hang on. Like, he, he... Right. Peter McNichol was born in 1954 Okay. Um so I don't know what that makes him. Can you work that out? <laughs> 54 so he's uh,
1: He's 68? the same age as dad
0: actually. 68? Yeah, same same age as dad. So
1: in this in this
0: uh in 2001 though, what would he have been?
1: 60. Uh, oh, uh 2001 would it be
0: uh 47?
1: 47?
0: 47. Is that right? Okay. So 37? Uh but no.
1: 37 no in 48 was it no 44 when was it he was born I'm just going to do it on the calculator because
0: I can't look up things and uh, do math at the same time I
1: can't do that
0: okay oh no that's not right
1: Divide and said he was 47.
0: 47. He's 47 in this episode. I know they're trying to claim that he's like in his 30s, but he was 47. Okay, so (laughs) Bernadette Peters. Bernadette Peters is is older than Peter McNichol, but only seven years older. Uh, No, not even seven years. Six years. Six years. So 19. (laughs) So plus six, she's fifty three. So forty seven yeah, and fifty three, like that's I'm Not sorry. an age difference of that age. Age
1: gap. Like, fuck no. off with that shit. I think they're <laughs> trying to be like, oh, she's in her fifties and he's a young buck in his mid thirties. I just like fuck off. I know. I know. <laughs> It's really funny,
0: isn't it? I, 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 think, that's the, I, I think that's I, honestly the funniest part of this entire show, them trying to pitch Richard and John as being, like, young.
1: Young? <laughs> I'm just like, no, sorry, you're not fooling oh, anyone.
0: <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, he goes, all the reasons it doesn't make sense, the age difference. <laughs> <laughs> The geographical and then he says he's not sure he's completely over <sighs> Melanie yet and Richard just goes Melanie was weird John nice lady but she was strange and I don't mean the Tourette's she didn't believe in marriage it would have been a disaster and let's not forget she killed her last boyfriend these are the personality glitches to shy away from <laughs> now as for the geography issue with you and Cassandra hello there are planes plus with that kind of distance you're forced to use the phone which means you have to talk communication can sometimes be be better in long distance romances. Not to mention, it's easier to cheat. Fishism. And here's a little known secret. Older women, smarter, sexier, better. Not even close. And this one, she's pretty, she's pretty John with big breasts. She's well endowed, pretty, rich in wattle. She's a goddess. The real question, the only question is, if you don't want her, can I take a shot? (laughs) And John's like, what? No. And Richard's like, why? If you're not interested. And John's like, no, it's not that. And Richard's like, but what if she likes me? She came all this way. I'm only saying if you're not interested. And John's like, I'm interested. And Richard's like, well, then go to her. And John says, I can't. I'm in a lull. And Richard's like, so then let me. And John's like, no. And Richard's like, that's selfish. You don't want her. You don't want anyone else to want her. Selfish. And John's like, Richard, you're not even her type. And Richard's like, then she'll be flattered. What's the harm? She flew 3,000 miles. You want to deny her feeling good about herself? And John's like, don't twist things. And Richard says, I'm only saying if it's not on the cards for you. And like nods for John to like confirm or deny, and he won't. So Richard's like, is it? And John's like, I don't see it but I'm but before he can continue Richard has like stood up and is like excellent how do you get out of here and grabs John's remote to leave and it's like I'm just gonna ask her to dance let it be her decision and then as the remote control like operated door closes behind him leaving John on his own in there like shocked um and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm. I'm. I just find it funny that at any point Richard thought it wouldn't be her decision. Like, yeah, I know. I'm just gonna ask her. Let it be her decision. And I'm like, um, it's always gonna be her decision, Richard, unless we're talking about stuff it's we shouldn't be talking else. about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. I mean, Richard, be Richard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's um. I, I But I thought it was quite. He was talking sense for a little while there, like, um, in terms of I think, uh, being like, she's a great woman, why wouldn't you want to have, like, a nice time with her? Like, you don't yeah. have to have it be, like, soulmates, like, she, she's, a, she's a good-looking woman, like... Uh, yeah,
0: and I think a part of him... I don't think Richard's actually interested
1: in Cassandra beyond
0: just like an opportunistic like wattle graze. Yeah, um, he doesn't want to date her. Um, he wouldn't say no to her, but he's like not going to actively pursue her in, in much in, in a way that causes him much effort. Do you know yes. what I mean? So I think um, he, his. I think what he was actually trying to do was to try and falsely give him competition to make him think, no, 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 I don't want her to, I, I'll do it, yeah, you know. If, yeah, uh, yeah. if you're going to get in there, I'm going to go there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and it didn't quite work. Um. So I think he's like, still like, if I actually go and ask her to dance, maybe he'll come along and be like, no. Um, yes. So yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, Um. over in court, Ali is um doing her closing and she's kind of using the John Cage technique of asking the jury like a bunch of rhetorical questions. Um. And she says... Should he have told her? Perhaps, yes. But did he defraud her? And the whole jury answers back in unison <laughs> yeah. yes.
1: And Ali's like,
0: <laughs> Objection, at which Judge Walsh is like, Stop that. Don't talk back to the lawyer. <laughs> She's asking <me> a rhetorical <laughs> question. <laughs> and Ali um, continues saying, He was the one who was rejected here. And to make things worse, he then gets sued under the theory that it was unreasonable for any woman to fall in love with a man like him. Now, did you consider that? And the whole jury goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) And Judge Walsh again is like, don't answer the lawyer's question. Don't answer the lawyer. And and Ali um, goes, for little people like Douglas McGrath, there is love in the world. He was just looking for it in the wrong place. Imagine a woman being so cruel that she rejects a man for being tiny, and then imagine that same woman going out and finding herself a sleazy lawyer to ask the jury to give her money. I love and at that She's Larry's just to like. Larry a sleazy lawyer. <laughs> I know, and I also love that Larry just sort of smiles at Rebecca, like, "Yep, that's me. Hi,
1: <laughs> it's me. Hi." <laughs> I'm the problem. i the It <laughs> <laughs> Oh my
0: god, that could be Robert Downey Jr.'s like theme song for this entire season. <laughs> um, yeah. So then Larry does his closing, and he's like, six months they talked every night. Their hobbies, their opinions on politics, religion. They have everything in common. Be it values, sense of humor. They become intimate. They agree to spend the rest of their lives together happily ever after. And finally, they meet in person. And he says, by the way, did I mention I was an M-word? I can't believe he's in his closing. I forgot that. Um, Yeah. And he says, he admitted he intentionally withheld this information because he feared that she wouldn't fall in love. She wouldn't move. He intentionally deceived her. She relied on his deception to her financial and emotional detriment. She suffered damages. As a matter of law, she should be compensated. That's this case, period. You don't get to defraud people just because you're short.
1: Yeah, I think it's really like there's something really calculated about his use of the M word in his closing. Because it's like, right, so Mm. you know that that's an offensive term yeah and derogatory and that yeah it, if you care about that stuff you wouldn't use it but
0: in a, th- not, which no, means ever. which
1: means that you know that that word will spark bigotry in other people which will help yeah. your case
0: yeah i know it's horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. like ethically speaking
1: yeah telling you
0: um, larry's not Perfect. He's not the perfect man. Um, so back in, um, Cajun Fish, uh, Jackson's gone back to Ling's office to tell her that they're settling for 11,000 and, um, they all seem pleased, um, though her, her lawyer wasn't comfortable (laughs) and Ling's like, oh great, it's over. Um, I can shop. (laughs) She goes back to her work. Um, but then Jackson says that he prides himself as being a pretty good barometer as far as people's feelings are concerned. Um, so you can understand if I'm a bit confused and Ling gets up like all businesslike and is like, well, let's just leave it at that. You're confused. And Jackson's like, I apologize last time for imposing my desires, but this time I don't. And then he just leaves as just as Nell comes in and like her chemistry senses are tingling between Ling and Jackson. She's like, is there anything going on? And Ling's like, No. And I was like, "Well, would you like there to be?" And Ling again is like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, what happened the night you went to bed with him?" And Ling's like, "I lost control. That's all. He's beautiful and charming, and I lost control." And I was like, "But if he's interested now, why not?" And Ling's like, "Because." And Nell's like, Ling, there are lots of reasons for running from a man. Fear of losing control isn't one of the better ones. And Ling's like, well, thank you, dear blonde Abby, whose ideal man is online. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that that's thrown out really as funny. An insult. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but Nell, Nell knows Ling, like she knows the deal, like yeah. that's what's good. It's kind of what you were saying earlier. Yeah um so that evening at the bar vonda is singing um a four top song called something about you um as ali and renee are sitting at a table and renee is saying that she can just tell that jackson's pulling back and ali's like well you were certainly working up a sweat the other night and renee's like nope sports sex he wasn't making eye contact i know when a guy's going off me ali and ali's like well where's jackson now and renee grimly is like good question um so, over the other side of the bar, Richard sees Cassandra sitting on her own. And I have to say, with a lot of bangles on, <laughs> like uh, picking up her whole arm. Um, so he approaches, and Cassandra's like, Oh, where's John? And Richard's like, Oh, he's going to be right down. And then um, he asks her if she's enjoying Boston. But then he also takes the opportunity to graze her wattle unsolicited again. Ugh. And she confronts him this time and is like, Why do you keep doing that? And he's like, Oh, long story. Care to dance? And she's like, no, I think I'm going to wait for John. And then while well, she says that, she grazes Richard's yeah, whistle, which I, I thought was really funny. She yeah,
1: on him like that. I thought that was really funny.
0: Yeah. Cassandra's a... Uh, iconic like (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: and Richard is like
0: oh no don't worry he gave me his blessing he told me to go for it and Cassandra's like go for what and Richard's like ah you know it bygones and Cassandra's like yeah what do you what do you mean by it and then it kind of dawns on her and she's like me and Richard's like look John doesn't really get the concept of road trip and I know I and you know I get it it's why we went to LA and Cassandra's like oh is it And Richard's like, yeah, John, he wants you to have fun. He just just doesn't know if he can necessarily provide it. He told me to, you know, look after you. And Cassandra's like, oh, mm, I see. (laughs) And Richard just keeps talking. And it's like, the point is, you came a long way. I happen to love old women. Everything works out. So Cassandra is like (laughs) sipping her martini and is like, yeah. Yeah, just as John rocks up being like, what did I miss? (laughs) And Cassandra just hands Richard her martini, then pushes past him to say to John, oh, just this. And then punches John straight in the face and storms off. And John just absolutely just KOs down on the ground. And Richard's left there calling down to John being like, what did you say?
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Wow.
0: Yeah. Don't mess with Cassandra. No, don't mess with Cassandra. And the next morning, at Ali and Renee's apartment, Renee updates Ali and Larry that Jackson has indeed dumped her because he's still in love with Ling. And (laughs) Ali is outraged on Renee's behalf and is like, Larry, could you beat up Jackson today? Could you do that today? And Larry's like, "Uh, I'll have to check my schedule. What do you do now? And Ali's like...
1: (laughs) he's really like he
0: was honest with Renee <laughs> and Renee's like no I'm really okay he was a little too smooth for me and Ali's like well that's not the point is it Larry and Larry's like uh, uh I'm free for lunch I'll beat him up then and like waves his <laughs> electronic organizer in the air and Ali's like do not make fun of me you're already on thin ice for not loving me if I was half my size <laughs> and Renee asks Ali so specifically to stay out of it and Ali says see Renee that's not something I'm very good at and Renee is like just stay out of it please and Ali is like pissed that Jackson was using Renee in her opinion and Renee says well what makes you think I wasn't using him and Ali's like well were you and then Renee just kind of like shifts her head from side to side side to side coyly, and then she just goes no and then drinks her coffee and Aww, I was like
1: oh Renee, Renee. justice for Renee No, I know poor it's Renee awful. didn't deserve that at all no,
0: meanwhile, uh, John has gone to see Cassandra at her hotel room and she opens the door to see that he is sporting quite the black eye. And she's like, oh my, if I'd known I had got so even, I might've taken your phone calls. <laughs> um, and then she lets him in. And John immediately tells her that he he like never gave Richard a green, a green light to go after her. Um, and he argued that I was unwilling to pursue the subject, that I had no right to prohibit him from approaching you. But Cassandra's like, cuts him off and is very short with him. And she's like, fine, you you can go. Um, But John continues to try and make things right between them. And is like, of course, I'm interested. You know that that's why you got on that plane to act on my attraction as well as your own. But love hasn't worked out for me in my own office building. How can I possibly succeed (laughs) with 3000 miles between us? And Cassandra's like, I didn't come here to convince you that we should be in a relationship, John. I suppose I came because... I couldn't convince myself that we shouldn't be and John sort of splutters and says well if you're looking for me to provide that answer then your trip has been a complete bust because I don't have a clue and Cassandra's like well what makes you think that's not the answer I came looking to hear And John is now, like, completely at sea and, like, stuttering and flapping and saying, like, well, now I'm completely confounded. (laughs) And Cassandra just asks if he can help with her luggage. The car will be here soon. Um, But as she hands her luggage to him, their hands, like, meet on the handle of her suitcase and they have, like, a moment of, like, what might have been, but it's not to be and... You know, longing. The um, problem
1: is, John just has no chill. It's like just no. no I know. Fucking Whereas Cassandra is minutes. like really chill. Yeah, <laughs> so it just doesn't work. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> but how could this possibly? I I don't know if we're meant to be, and it's like that's not why. Calm down. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> just came to here to hang out. Yeah, so yeah, in the office, uh, Ling is uh, kind of stalking across the complex to her Wicked Witch themed song, which I don't think we've seen for a while, um, straight to the unisex and runs into Richard in the bathroom. And it's like, oh, hey, Richard. And Richard's like, oh, how you doing? And she sort of stops before she goes into a stall and says, Richard, do you ever think about picking up where we left off? <laughs> and Richard's like... Yeah,
1: I let's like, go round like,
0: again. I was like, literally, like baby, Lynn, we'll don't turn do back the heads of time.
1: Let's go round again. One <laughs> more <my> time. time. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Let's go
0: round again. Everybody, <laughs> baby, we'll I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's sort of again, this disco. <laughs> The worst roundabout anyone's ever been on, um, revolving door. But yeah, no, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> he says, I do, but, and she says, but what? And he says, well, we didn't leave off anywhere. <laughs> and Ling's like, well, that would hurt my feelings if I had them. And Richard's like, well, it's a good thing, Ling. We can get back together anytime, tomorrow, a year from tomorrow, whenever. And we won't have missed a beat. How can you top that for security? And Ling's like, well, don't you miss me? and richard's like yeah and ling's like and and jackson doesn't bother you and richard's like oh a little but we're soulmates we're both emotional guppies we'll always eventually reunite in the shallow end of the pool and i was like jesus
1: how depressing (laughs) (laughs) that's what you've got to look
0: forward to Uh, yeah
1: that's that's your retirement plan is the shallow end of the pool with richard
0: (laughs) no no way um Yeah. So in Ali and Larry's case, the juries come back with a decision and they find in favor of Rebecca and order Douglas to pay 70,000. And I know, Rebecca seems pleased and Ali just turns to Douglas to say, sorry. And Douglas is like, wow, I guess that's a message. And Ali says, it's just a verdict, nothing more. Are you okay? And Douglas is like, I guess, I just needed to hear a jury say that the idea of loving me wasn't so far-fetched. And I was like, oh, Douglas. And Ali's like, well, I'll say it. You know, you will find somebody. Love is like an obstacle course. And there are some who let the obstacles win. And, well, there are some who don't. And Douglas is like, yeah, well, I promised myself I'm going to walk out of here with my head high. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. You're a fine person, <laughs> and mm. Ali's like, well, "So are you and they shake hands like warmly um and say goodbye as Larry's like watching them from across the courtroom, and Douglas walks out with his head held high um
1: oh Douglas, <laughs> it was such a depressing verdict, like the amount yeah I just don't understand he was yeah, like the he, I shouldn't understand rewarded.
0: Given the two closings, I feel like Ali's was the stronger... I mean, this is,
1: again, going into
0: real retrial territory, but I just didn't... I didn't understand that verdict at all. No. We'll talk about it on retrial. If you are not a Patreon, by the way, you can um, join... uh, You can always join our Patreon. (laughs) But our Patreon, particularly the tier where you get... um, uh, our little retrial minisodes. If you didn't know, we used to do them in our normal episode, but we have clipped them out and saved them specifically for patrons at Ling Wu level and above. Um, you will get those episodes every month on top of your normal episode. So yeah, um, yeah. if you want to hear more of our thoughts on Douglas, Huggless Douglas, <laughs> um, <laughs> then you can, you can come and listen to us over on Patreon. Link is in the show notes. So... John has walked Cassandra outside the hotel to see her off, um, and he tells her that. Oh my God, I can't believe how many times he said today that he's confounded.
1: This is why I was like, <laughs> like I'm literally every five by seconds Like I'm just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like he says, I'm glad you came, but I admit I'm totally confounded. But for whatever <laughs> okay. reason, I'm glad. And she says, well, if you're going to admit that, I suppose I can admit, I'm glad you're confounded. And John asks, "Um, am I just totally irresistible? Cassandra (laughs) leans in with a smile and is like, totally. And John just sighs and goes, I'm not ready. And Cassandra's like, okay. And she's like, so now you're about to feel what it was like for me to just stand there quietly and watch you drive away. And then she sort of strokes his face and whispers, most men so forget how to be soft. And John puts his hand over her hand and they have a very cute kiss goodbye. And then she says goodbye, John, and gets in her taxi and drives off as we start our montage ending. And um, Vonda starts singing we, we start um, our, a Carpenters our song. Alan
1: McBeal, uh, staple, the single people be sad montage. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yes. So um, Vonda's singing the Carpenters uh, song I really like called Goodbye to Love. Um, you know, you know that one? <laughs> goodbye no. to love. La 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 la, la. So no, goodbye to love. Oh, it's really nice. You'll see it on our Spotify playlist, um, if anyone wants to look that up. Um so yeah. Um she starts singing that (laughs) better than me of course um and then john watches um cassandra drive away um ling is in the office like peering around the corner into jackson's office um watching him like wistfully um as he talks on the phone um and then We're at Ali um, and Renee's apartment. Larry is reading on the sofa as Ali is like rubbing his feet because she lost the bet uh, on their case. Um, Yeah. Um, And Renee um, kind of walks in on them and looking kind of sad and into her room and does the last look at them, like in domestic bliss, looking sad and closes the door. Um, And then, I know. and, And then Nell is on her computer at home chatting with her like online boyfriend with a glass of wine smiling um and then we have douglas walking home looking sad but he's trying to keep his head up high um and then cassandra is back in la very quick flight um looking <laughs> wistfully out of the window as john is walking home with his black eye through boston and that is the end
1: i just think right i i was like oh my god like because- <laughs> in that montage oh my, oh my god like the way Lisa Nicole Carson plays Renee in that montage it was like I was like if you played just different music over that scene it was like she was going into her room to yeah. top herself like, I was just like, oh god. it just came across as so dark like she looks so upset, but like she couldn't. If say I anything. have to
0: watch one more foot <laughs> wrap. <laughs>
1: if you just removed like uh, i go back and rewatch it and just imagine <laughs> different music over the top because she looks like she's about to go slit her wrists <laughs> like, it's just what really like um <laughs> every time i try to cry <laughs> I, <fall Yeah>. <laughs> I feel <laughs> so small or if you <laughs> do like girl interrupted and be like Da, 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 oh da, da, yeah Why da, da, does this guy Go on singing Yeah, yeah it was just Oh I love like, that song Oh my god She looks like She might be about To hurt herself It's the end Of the world Yeah I know. Just like Harry like, and Ali Are completely Fucking oblivious Why? I
0: really want to do that now I want to do that scene With like Lots of different types Of music
1: To just see <laughs> Seriously, the way she's playing it looks like she's she's like about to like go hurt herself like
0: imagine with a bit of like Papa Roach like cut
1: my life into pieces this is my last resort (laughs) it's just so (laughs) complete (laughs) <laughs> like, oh wow, I'd love to feels, see a
0: Wanda cover of that
1: yeah it feels, it, this feels dark this feels like she is drowning in a sea of like uncaring white people. Peppermint for oil <laughs> it just oh dear yeah like uh couldn't, I uh, couldn't, it was so but, Oh yeah, dear. Ali ends on a typical Single people be sad montage. It does
0: end on a typical single people be sad montage, but I feel like they're not really sure to, what to do about Nell in that because technically Nell's still single and in a really sad version of a relationship online, but she's also <laughs> happy. So they're like, oh, don't know how to play uh, this. Well, if like, it's a think, good thing or a bad thing? I, I like... think it's like,
1: oh, <laughs> let's give her a glass of wine because then it's like, oh, she's a bit, maybe she's a bit of an alcoholic. Like, That's why she's okay with this.
0: <laughs> oh god yeah i know
1: <laughs> verdict of the week the jury's back right. what's your verdict i don't know whether to give i think i'm gonna give a not guilty to douglas um because okay. i just think that uh and yeah this is probably spoilerish for retrial but i just think that Uh, verdict was so unfair and Mm. um he deserved a lot lot better than he received on this episode so 100% that's
0: my verdict is I am finding Jackson that slippery smooth (laughs) baby oiled fox um I'm finding him guilty for Letting a queen like Renee go, but also just like using her as a stopgap when actually all along he was like biding his time for Ling to come around. Like it's fine to date someone and not want it to go anywhere. But if you know that you're already in love with someone and you want to pursue that at some point, like it's not fair to like
1: pretend that you're
0: open for a relationship elsewhere. Yeah. Like, just keep it in your pants, mate. Yeah. And wait and see. Unless you've, you know, determined that Ling is
1: a no-go. Well, I'm just like, you can't be that desperately in love with her if you're just like, you just... Uh, I it's just, just
0: playing uh, with someone's feelings. Like, it wasn't like they just had like a one-time thing. Because that would be fine if that was what they both wanted, uh, him and Renee. Um, But Renee was clearly... They were seeing each other. They were dating enough for Renee to start really liking him and seeing some sort of a future, whether that was short, medium or long term with him. And he never had any intention of there being any kind of future because he still hung up on Ling. So I just think it's, he wasn't, honest with Renee <laughs> until yeah. it was too late. Um <laughs> um and yeah I just think it's shady. I just think yeah, it's slippery, I smooth, it's shady. shady and I don't I don't buy that his intentions for Ling are actually that genuine to be honest. No. Um I think he's just got the horn for her. Um
1: Yeah and I just so, I'm yeah. a little bit kind of yeah, I just don't um because he's like, they had that one night together
0: and he's like, you're it, you're it. You were so passionate and wild that night. And it's like, no, what you mean is you had some really good sex. You don't love someone yeah. from having really good sex one time. Yeah. Like you don't really know Ling. No. You, you've, you've just said that she was really different that night from what you've seen since. every day since. Yeah. So you don't actually know her. You just really want to have sex with her again. And that's yeah. not love. You yeah, know? yeah, they're yeah. two different things. You're
1: just infatuated so, with the idea of having sex with her again. Like that's it. Yeah. Um, so
0: I'm not. I'm not into Jackson. I was, and now I'm really not. Now he's shown his true, true colours. Yeah. As it were.
1: Uh, well, that was the so. thing because I was torn as to whether to give. Douglas are, are not guilty or Renee are not guilty because I just think she's been treated really mm. unfairly by Jackson but oh yeah yeah I'm gonna give Jackson. it to Douglas so yeah yeah Yes, all right, fine. so
0: what do you guys think? Did you um think that <laughs> were you as flummoxed as John for the entire episode?
1: Are or bandit? did you
0: overcome those obstacles to have some opinions on things like whether Douglas deserved better or whether Renee deserved better or whether we all deserve better? <laughs>
1: We, all let us know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are on uh, Twitter at Bygones Podcast we are on Facebook at Bygones Podcast we are on Instagram at Bygones Pod or you can email us at bygonespodcast at gmail.com until next time Bye.
1: Bygones
0: I'll say goodbye
1: to love no one ever cared if I should leave the die Time and time again The chance for love has passed me by And all I know of love Is how to live without it I just can't seem to find it So beautiful.